Welcome back to another episode of At Your Convenience. I'm Brett Dworsky with CSP Magazine, and I am very excited to be joined today by my colleague, Jackson Lewis, who I am thrilled to be chatting about. Uh, we're going to talk about loyalty and personalization within it and C-Store loyalty programs. Jackson, thank you so much for coming on once again. Yeah, of course. So you and our other colleague, Greg Lindenberg, uh, wrote the cover story for our September issue of CSP Magazine on convenience store loyalty programs and specifically personalization within these programs. It's a really interesting topic. Personalization has been trending in this space for quite some time now. My, my first question for you is, how do you define personalization in the context of a convenience store loyalty program? So it can mean uh, a couple of things. Generally, it, it can either mean a choice that the customer has, uh, or it means the uh, the C-Store is delivering a personalized experience to that person. And yes, I did just use the word in the definition. Um, <laughs> but, but the so what does a personalized experience mean? It, it means that, you know, your experience, whether it's uh, pumping gas, the uh, method of payment that's easiest to put in the type of deal that you get with your uh, uh, with your loyalty program. It's uh, it is made specifically for you or someone with your purchase habits. It it reflects uh, your behavior so that you know you don't have to go out of your way to tell the convenience store that uh, that hey this is what I want. It just knows based on your your past behavior. And as far as uh, uh, choice. Uh, I, I think one of the best examples of uh, a really good example of choice is uh, what Casey's has done with uh, their program this year. Uh, Greg spoke with uh, Chris Jones over at Casey's, the uh, SVP and, and chief marketing officer, about this. And for them, you know, choice is comes down to everything. You know, the the kind of deal that you get. Uh, you know, whether you're going to get a donut or a pizza slice, how you redeem your loyalty points, and Casey's even expanded what personalization can mean by adding a sort of philanthropic aspect to their loyalty program. Uh, you can donate uh, uh, these these points to different schools in uh, the area, depending on which, you know, uh, which locations you shop at. And uh, we, we thought that was a, a very interesting take on, on choice and personalization, being able to extend it, you know, beyond just the in-store experience. So personalization, you know, it's it's certainly meant uh, uh, giving people uh, an experience that is is tailored for them, but we're starting to expand beyond that a little bit, and 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 we're starting to kind of dig a little bit more into it. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've actually never never thought about it in that context. That that personalization can be really expanded beyond just everything being catered to the customer. Um, so. So as I said, with starting off, personalization has been a, a loyalty buzzword for, for a while now. Why did you choose to focus this story on the idea of personalization? Well, uh, long story short, COVID. Uh, because uh, it, I would argue, uh, and granted, I, I you know, uh, everything I look at in the convenience store industry is from a technology lens. So I'm a little biased when I say this, but I would argue that uh, Technology and loyalty programs specifically are one of the main tools that a lot of convenience stores have used to get back customers after stay-at-home orders, to assure customers that you know shopping at their store is is safe, uh, or to just 
bring back uh, new business after after they they saw a, a dip in traffic due to stay at home orders. Uh, for instance, I'm I, you know I'm I'm sure our, our listeners have seen just as much as I have uh, all of the changes to uh, loyalty programs and to uh, uh, fuel and in store discounts. Uh, a lot of uh, companies, uh, Speedway and and uh, Racetrack, for instance, have uh, launched loyalty programs uh, or, or facets of the loyalty program that cater to first responders or healthcare workers. That is a level of personalization. Uh, and other companies like uh, Come and Go and and Mapco and Seven Eleven have gone out of their way to uh, make sure that their customers are aware, mostly through their loyalty programs that they have uh, contactless payment options, uh, some of them uh, both at the pump and in the store. It's just uh, personalization has emerged during this time as a very effective way to communicate with uh, with customers in, in a way that isn't just, you know, uh, uh, marketing that is being blasted out to a million people and isn't really uh, targeted uh, to anyone. And, and this, this, you know, sort of targeted outreach is how people can think, okay, well, this convenience store knows me and knows what I want and uh, what I'm looking for, both in my purchases and my personal safety. So I feel as, more as if I can trust this brand. So what are some other ways that the COVID-19 pandemic has changed convenience store loyalty? Yeah. So one thing uh, that I thought was really interesting uh, that uh I, I spoke with, uh, we spoke with a, a ton of sources for this because we wanted to really get a good insight as to how loyalty has changed since COVID-19. And uh, Brandon Logston, he's the, uh, he works over at uh, PDI with their uh, marketing and, and fuel pricing. And he pointed out that customers sort of moved away from immediate consumption goods like candy bars or, you know, single serve beverages. And they looked more at getting future consumption goods. Uh, you know, cases of water, 12 packs of soda, stuff that they were going to consume over time, usually. And, you know, obviously, this is a, a, a big departure of, of the usual kinds of purchases. And so all of a sudden, you know, convenience stores had to change uh, what they were giving discounts on, uh, what they had uh, front and center in the store, uh, what, what they were uh, promoting. And loyalty, uh, these loyalty programs, especially if they're digital loyalty programs, uh, really kind of uh, uh, greased those skids, as it were, to help them uh, make that happen and to help get those uh, products out in front of customers. Uh, another thing uh, that uh, was pointed out in some of the conversations that we had was that, you know, with these stay-at-home orders that uh, a lot of the country was under earlier in the year, people were forced in some cases to, uh, for the first time, explore uh, different methods of getting their food. Uh, or, or, or goods. So, you know, online ordering, uh, curbside pickup, these have become much more mainstream, not just in convenience stores, but in, you know, restaurants, grocery stores. Uh, you know, my grandparents had certainly never used a, uh, a grocery curbside pickup service before this, but now they use it all the time at their HEB and they love it. Wow, so, nice. all, yeah, so all of a sudden, uh, all these consumers have these uh, different expectations uh, for what their retailers can give them. And so loyalty, uh, it's, it's sort of become more integrated into curbside pickup and, uh, and online ordering delivery and all that. It, and it's, it's becoming much more ubiquitous. 
Yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. Uh, the pandemic, as you said, has really increased the need for for those those services, delivery and curbside pickup. Um, you know, with people not leaving their homes, that stuff's more important now than now more than ever. Um, so shifting gears here slightly, so uh, data has been has been thrown around that word uh, in the Seastar industry a lot. You know, collect data on your customers, collect data on their purchasing habits, etc. What role will data play in the future of convenience store loyalty? So I, I kind of touched on this earlier that uh, you know customers don't want to go out of their way to tell you what they want, uh, 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 you know, unless they have a terrible experience and then they'll blast it on Yelp. Uh, <laughs> but they, you know, they want you to know what they want uh, based on their their uh, uh, previous behavior. Um, now, granted, there's a there's a fine line where where that can get creepy if if it, it feels like you're being spied on. But uh, at the end of the day, as long as you are clearly you know, giving something valuable to customers in return, they are fine with you taking some of their data that they give you. So uh, a few examples of, of how this works in loyalty today. Uh, another one of the companies that we talked to, one of the uh, loyalty suppliers, uh, GetUpside. Uh, what GetUpside does is it uh, sources data from uh, credit card uh, payment. Now, this is, uh, again, this is uh, all anonymous data. So, you know, GetUpside, the company, cannot trace this specific uh, card to this specific person with their with their name and, and address and everything. All they know is, you know, this this anonymized number uh, has made these purchases and they can connect that to uh, loyalty programs. So right off the bat, uh, if, if you have a, a, pro, a loyalty program with GetUpside, you uh, your customers, they are offered discounts and deals and promotions that reflect purchases they have already made, even if they've never shopped at your store. So you don't have to build up that time to, uh, you know, establish your identity with this brand, if that makes sense. So uh, the data is going to become uh, much more important. I, I think we're going to see more, I think we're going to see more get upsides in the future, essentially, where we're, we're going to see uh, uh, more loyalty suppliers that uh, go out of their way to uh, uh, find creative ways uh, to get data to better serve customers. Another uh, another role that, that data is going to play is uh, again it's it's going to it's going to become easier over time to observe how customers behave uh, their their purchase behavior rather and to glean insights from that. So you know today we're seeing a lot of uh, you know geo check in services. So if you're if you want to pay at the pump, it'll it'll you know, be very easy for you to check in with your mobile device if you want to pay there with your with your phone. Uh, In-store QR code scanning, uh, all of this, uh, all, all of these actions that uh, customers are taking. That if, if you look at it a certain way, they are giving you their data. They're, they're, that that is behavioral data that uh, you, the retailer, can use to inform how you want to tailor that specific customer's loyalty program and that specific customer's experience. Yeah, that makes perfect sense as well. Looking forward here a little bit, what role will artificial intelligence play in the future of C-Store loyalty? I know this is something that a lot of people in the industry have been curious about moving forward. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, uh, and, and this jumps right off of the, uh, the point with data. Uh, because you can have all the data in the world and just, uh, just be, you know, absolutely swimming in, in data from everywhere. But 
artificial intelligence is really the key if you want to make actionable moves on that data quickly. Uh, so, for instance, uh, well, another loyalty supplier we talked to uh, was Punch, uh, who is also working with Casey's. And uh, they uh, let us know in, in an interview with them that they are actually working on a, uh, an artificial intelligence program to uh, it's, it's marketing focused so that it can uh, extend and automate relationships between uh, retailers and the CPG brands that they work with. Uh, because today, uh, if uh, if a retailer partners with the CPG program or CPG brand for a loyalty promotion, sometimes it can take somewhere around two to three months for the retailer to really understand how effective or not their program is, and then report back to the CPG company on its progress. Uh, with this AI tool that Punch is working on, uh, eventually it's going to get to the point where both the CPG company and the retailer have a better idea in real time of how much money uh, they should invest in, into the program, how effective it is. So they'll be able to, uh, to make these decisions a uh, whole lot faster. And, and really, it's, it's, it's all about making that data easier to sift through. Because the more we collect, yes, the more insights we're going to have and, and you know, the more ways we're going to be able to better serve customers. But that's, you know, that's also a lot of work and, and AI does a, a much better job than the, a human normally of sifting through all that madness. Yeah, efficiency is certainly key. Um, Jackson, final question here before I let you go. What are some of the challenges of, of implementing a modern loyalty program? This does not sound like a, an easy task to begin with. So, so what are some of the hurdles that could come with this? No, it is not. And uh, I, I think the biggest one, judging by the interviews that we had with retailers, is time. And it's, it's not just uh, a time investment uh, from, you know, the person who is, is leading the effort. You know, you, you, no matter how large or small your organization is, you're going to have to have someone leading the charge. You're going to have to have an, an in-house team that uh, is, is looking at how to implement these changes uh, if you are working with a, a supplier, you know, you're going to have to have that team talking with them and coordinating with them. And then even after you build the app and you release the app and, and your uh, customers are using it, you're still going to have to do maintenance. You're still going to have to tweak things about it. Uh, you're going to have to uh, observe what data is coming in. You're going to have to make sure that uh, the promotions that you're giving your customers in are, are actually effective. Uh, I, I talked about this with uh, uh, Kevin Smart uh, with uh, QuickCheck. Uh, it's a, a mid-sized retailer, about 50 locations in Texas, and uh, uh, he said uh, it's it's it, yeah, it's not just the money, it's it's the time, it's it's a part of his life, and yeah. and he you know he definitely clarified that uh, it's the the work is well worth it uh, if you can pull it off and. Uh, QuickCheck is getting to the point now, he said, where uh, they're starting to, uh, you know, get findings from data gathered that will pay off even more in the future. And so uh, essentially what QuickCheck is doing with their uh, with their recent loyalty program update, you know, they, they uh, released a, a digital loyalty program. They've already started collecting information from uh, from their customers about what they're looking for from their program, what they haven't tried at the stores and offering, you know, new deals, discounts and, and offers that reflects that. And he's sort of laying the groundwork and QuickCheck is laying the groundwork so that in the future, 
they can predict uh, customer behavior, give them more personalized options, uh, serve them better, and keep them coming back. Uh, and it's it's you know it it is not a sprint; it is a marathon. It's it's something that you're going to have to work on for a long time. But again, uh, as as long as you are are vigilant and uh, you uh, work hard at your program, uh, you can really get some valuable intelligence. Absolutely, put in the time now and reap the rewards down the line. Jackson, thanks so much for your time. This was all really interesting stuff. Uh, the cover story for the September issue of CSP Magazine uh, will be available very soon. Listeners, make sure you read that. And uh, until then, take care. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you. Thank you.